2: uh Pat and Stewart triple eight seven two seven Beck. 888727 B E C K. Uh so we're what two weeks away? Less than two weeks away now from um uh, from the big Iowa vote. And then is New Hampshire the next week? Uh New Hampshire is
3: February ninth. Feb ninth which yeah, is a Tuesday. Well it's eight what, eight days later? Yeah so February first and then February yeah, mm-hmm. yeah one yeah so it's it all kind of comes together fast, doesn't
2: it? Yeah it does. Yes, it actually does, and uh, there's a, a new CNN New Hampshire poll, and uh, I mean, yes, Ted Cruz has doubled his support. He's uh, number two, but as you can see there, eh, quite a distant number two. Mm-hmm. Trump has 34 percent of the vote. Uh, to Cruz is 14. and you got Bush at 10. Rubio tight. We'll be Bush and Rubio tied at 10. Chris Christie at six, uh, Kasich at five, Ron Paul, Rand Paul at five, <laughs> and, and, Jeffy Jeffy breathing very very hard. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we is it only us that can hear that or? Uh, no.
3: Every time he does it, I get like ten tweets from people <laughs> like, "Is Jeffy breathing in the background?" <laughs> Whenever you look down at your computer, you breathe directly. Is it because of your little shoulder thing? Is that because you don't have the microphone on the normal place? What's the? That might be it. Yeah. All I know is I just feel like you're just like over my. I just like close my eyes and I feel like you're over my head, just breathing into my ear.
0: It's crazy. Really? It's crazy. Oh, I <laughs> Uh, it's I <laughs> am your father.
3: <laughs> okay. It's a little uh, creepy, <laughs> Jeffy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, you so know. So anyway. Yes, so he's, uh, he's up by 30, 34 to 14. It kind of 20 points. 20 points, similar to what he's up 19 in the uh, Monmouth poll that came out yesterday, too, which was 36 to 17. Um, was Cruz second in that one as yep. well? Mm-hmm. Cruz was second in that one. There was another one that uh, came out yesterday. Uh, Gravis poll, thirty-five to fifteen. However, that's Kasich in second. Um, we told you about the one. Then Kasich has twenty percent in, which is a complete outlier. I've not seen him. Fifteen is the closest I've seen him to twenty. Uh, so, but he does seem to be the. Out of all, it's funny. Out of all of the, like, take the establishment group, and if you want to throw Rubio in there, you get Rubio, Kasich, Christie, Jeb Bush. I mean blatantly Kasich's the worst of those four. Oh uh, yeah and <laughs> uh, of course he's the one that's winning out of the four of course <laughs> it just of course it just makes perfect sense yes uh, New Hampshire again we're gonna we may have to delete you from the country sorry hmm. uh, but uh, they have a uh, uh, you look at this and you know will Donald Trump win New Hampshire I mean I think you know that's certainly looking more and more likely as the days go on but even though I don't necessarily believe he's going to win the nomination, at this point it would take a Howard Dean level collapse, a Hillary Clinton 2008 level collapse. Now, those things happen, but it's no longer like a Giuliani collapse where he was up really early and kind of faded away as it got, the votes got close. Like, it's now he's at, he's needing to. This would be a real big choke by Donald Trump. If he's, if he's even close to a moderately good candidate, he can win this. Now, Howard Dean proved that he could not. Um, Hillary Clinton didn't either, but that was probably more because Barack Obama was, uh, you know, the candidate of the moment in 2008. I don't think that was—I mean, she was bad, but it was also a function of him being, you know, really strong— With Democrats. I don't know. I mean, you know, Bernie Sanders is not Barack Obama. (laughs)
2: Now, and the fervor uh, with which his uh, followers follow him is such that I don't think there's anything he could do to lose their support. What what could he possibly do? What what could Donald Trump do to uh, chase away any voters right now?
3: I don't know. There's nothing. No.
2: I mean, he could run through the streets screaming naked. They'd, They'd think that was
3: fine. Well, there's two kinds of Trump supporters in my mind. Uh, one is the time you're, you're kind you're talking about, the kinds that call up and they tweet you and they, they scream about every time you say something bad about Donald Trump, like those people. And I, those people you're never changing. There is a group of people, however, and I uh, know one of them. I'll give, you, I'll give you a little outline of this particular individual. Uh, a person who is very smart uh, but does not follow things very closely. So, you smart guy, but, like, you know, just kind of annoyed with the world when it comes to politics. Just like, ah, whatever. Uh, and doesn't follow the ins and outs every day. Knows generally what they believe, but don't, doesn't follow it with a passion on a daily basis. So they don't, they, you know, they, like, I honestly think that those people, they are, some of them at least are um, uh, winnable as the Trump voters because their opinion on Trump is based on I know who he is and he talks tough, period. And those people, if you, if you take the time to engage them, a lot of times you can say, well, wait a minute, did you know this, did you know this, did you know this? And those are the people that change their minds and go, really? You know, mm-hmm. th- There are some of them. I just think it's the minority of Trump people. Like mm-hmm. if he's got 25% of the, of the hardcore, crazy people that will never change their mind. And when I say crazy, I mean crazy. Uh, those people will never change their mind. And then you have an extra 10 percent there that are like, well, I don't know, maybe, you know, they just, you know, look, he's the guy with all the media coverage and the You know, there's certain functions of Donald Trump that make sense to a, a generally conservative voter, which is he's saying things without fear of political correctness. The media, uh, you know, is talking about him all the time. The media is saying how evil and racist he is. Not to the level that they will in the general, but they are mentioning it and saying on things that like banning Muslims is not a good thing, and so like you know you hear a couple of headlines here and there, and you're like, well, why not? He's the guy; he's winning. Um, I, I, you know, it's a matter of how many of those can he get. You wonder if in an Iowa caucus situation where people are going to be around a table talking about these things, maybe some of those people fade away. Be
2: nice. It uh, maybe they just don't show up. That's yeah, the other thing that's the other that. Thing. Uh, some camps have said that they're not that committed they're not as uh likely to show
3: up in caucus yeah and and all of those polling disclaimers we've been talking about for six months still apply he still is depending on a very high amount of people who would be turning out for the first time will they turn out i don't know he's still turning out uh lots <clears throat> of people who who are moderate and liberal Republicans. Will they go to the polls those days? I don't know. Uh, you know, he's still depending. Uh, he still has terrible um, uh, likability ratings, the worst in the field. Does that hurt him? Do people really, you know, I, you know it certainly might. Uh, you know, he's still not polling well um, in, uh, in Iowa. Um, that's a big thing. If he loses Iowa, does his, you know, feeling of inevitability of, of for many people start to fade away and he goes away? Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, you still have, uh, since 2004, two major examples, uh, two out of four possibles, half the time, the person leading the polls right now lost. I mean, does that hold true again? It might. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of disclaimers here on the polling. Um, You know, and he he does well in national polling, but that doesn't seem incredibly predictive, at least in the past. Uh, You know, again, all of his polls... that seem to be more favorable when it comes to Internet polling rather than phone polling. Um, He still hasn't been able to clear 40 percent really in any poll, with the exception of, I think, that one Florida poll. So, I mean, you know, all those things add up to there's a real legitimate reason to be skeptical that Donald Trump could actually do this. But, you know, he's getting it's close enough. If he wins Iowa, you know, you got to start taking it seriously. And if it wins Iowa, then you're in a really bad situation because that might might kill off uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, and if that does, then you have a situation where it might be Kasich versus Trump and, you know, or Christie versus Trump or Jeb Bush versus Trump. And that will just be like, you know, you'll just be, there'll be a gallows in here. We'll all be hanging ourselves. Oh, I would hope that that,
0: that isn't true. <laughs> it I mean, could at Jeb could hang out
3: till Carolina, right? I, I think yes, I, I think so. But the question is, though, there is people, there people believe in it? Right. Like, yeah. Do people say, all right, well, if he couldn't win Iowa, right, he's done. You know, does the momentum kill a Cruz right. candidacy if he can't win Iowa? And I think I do think, as much as I love Ted Cruz, that is possible. Now, it's going to be interesting if it comes down to Rubio versus Trump, where, to me, I'm all in on Rubio at that point, because um, Rubio, to me, is still an acceptable candidate, and I think he's pretty good, uh, and I'd much rather have him than Donald Trump a thousand times over. Uh, but with Kas- Kasich, Trump, I mean, I'm just going to tune the stupid thing out. I don't, even I, can, I don't even know if I can watch the coverage.
2: Yeah, that would be, <laughs> be really hard. You imagine watching debates at that point? No, Who I cares? don't think I will. Who I'll come cares? in here.
3: Whatever clips get pulled by the producers, I'll listen to those and talk about them. But man, I am not going to be engaged in it at all. I mean, I, I John Kasich? I'm not going to be interested. <laughs> it's awful versus awful, and in our audience, we'll probably all be like, "Well, Trump's better than Kasich." No, he's not actually. Um, he's actually. He's actually. Trump is far more liberal than John Kasich is. It's hard to believe that, but I mean, their records prove it. Now, now, John Kasich is very moderate and, and is speaking even more. About, he's actually speaking more moderately than he is. He's one of those guys that's going the opposite way of Trump, where, I mean, Kasich is a run of the mill Republican, basically. I mean, he's not incredibly liberal. He's, like he's not like a hardcore. He's not like Michael Bloomberg was when he was a Republican. We'll be building, yeah, uh, we
0: will be building, building gallows in here. Yeah, oh, seriously. Oh, my God. I mean, you'll let me know what. Uh, you know. Pat, isn't that funny? We'd be building gallows. Yeah, it's funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, It's funny, except with the minor, minor exception, and this might be why you didn't laugh, uh, that the country will be ruined. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only. There's a minor. The
2: non-humorous part of
3: that. Right. Huh. The rest of it's really funny, and then there's that part where uh, the, the world's only hope is destroyed. Yeah. Uh, that's the only negative that I see there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's minor.
2: Uh, meanwhile, Donald, uh, apparently, <clears throat> they did another little Gallup poll. And uh, they asked people, "What's the best thing about uh, a Trump presidency? If if he were to become president, what would be the best thing?" Uh, Thirty-three percent of the people said nothing. (laughs) 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 That was the number one response. Nothing. Mm. Uh, Ten percent said the best thing would be that uh, the fact that he's a good businessman. And that he follows through with promises. Uh-huh. No, he does not follow through. With promises. No, he does That's not. Just nonsense. Eight percent said honesty would be the best characteristic of a Donald Trump pr- presidency. The guy lies all the time.
3: All the time. You know this is weird because like usually when you have an, a situation like this, you have to convince people. Like uh, you know, uh, here's a uh, who's the guy that used uh, Tom? T- Remember Tom Tancredo when he would run? Yeah. Tom Tancredo was he is legit on the border. Like the guy. Right. Yeah. And he ran as what I would call essentially a one issue candidate. All he would do was talk about uh, the border. And he was the hardest, hardest of the hard lines on the border. And then can you name anything else he stood for? Like, I don't even remember any of his other policies. You know, he was, you know, no no offense to Tom Tancredo. He's I mean, I think he ran for governor, too, of uh, Colorado, Colorado, right? He was Colorado. Mm -hmm. He was as a third party. Mm -hmm. fairly recently. Anyway, uh, bottom line is, like, that's what he did. He was a one-issue candidate. So when you talk about a guy like Tom Tancredo, if you didn't like him, you'd make the case that, yeah, he's good on the border, but here's the things he's not good at. All of the things that are Donald Trump's one issues, he's actually bad on. I mean, he is not strong on the border. He talks tough on the border. All of the policies you didn't like from every other Republican, like Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio... Donald Trump has supported incredibly recently, like as of last year. And even now, he still says things like, oh, well, we have to give them a path to citizenship. He said it on freaking uh, Bill O'Reilly last year. This is not a guy who's tough on the border. He's talking tough now because he's, and, and this is the one thing you could say for Donald Trump, he recognized where the media fervor was going and decided to ride that wave. That's what Donald Trump has done. Um, and, you know, it's the other thing, like, he, he never changes his mind. The guy changes his mind all the time. He, He's honest. He never changes his mind. He outwardly That's lies. That's all he's done. Yeah. He, uh, he, he's honest. He outwardly lies all the time. To the point of, I don't even have to prove it by saying, like, he's saying this and look at his other policies. He's literally saying both things. He's saying we shouldn't even be involved with ISIS. Russia should handle it. And then 10 seconds later is saying, oh, we, got, we need to bomb the hell out of him. We need to be tough on ISIS. He's saying Ted Cruz is, shouldn't, wasn't born. It doesn't matter if he's born in Canada. Now it does matter. He backs off on all of his attacks on other people when they backfire with, like, Megyn Kelly, for example, with uh, um, Carly Fiorina. He did that. Um, he, he's constantly doing the things that people think are his strengths, and he's taking them and violating them. He doesn't even do those mm-hmm. things. It's like if Tom Tancredo, like, you find out oh, he's really tough on the border, and the next day he had, like, 9,000 illegal immigrants in his backyard and having party with them. Well, it, That's essentially what Donald Trump's had. I mean, he, a lot of his buildings were built with illegal immigrants. I mean, it, it, he's been employing illegal immigrants for years. No one cares. And it goes to your original point, Pat. No one gives a crap. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter. Uh, It has nothing to do with either policy or any other tangible thing. It's just hero worship with this guy. He is. It's like he, you know, he's the, the all. He's like the savior, and I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's legitimately religious fervor uh, with this guy, and uh, he's done nothing, nothing to warrant it. No, nothing.
2: I know, and it's baffling. It's mind-boggling. People like Ann Coulter are throwing their support behind him. I just, I can't begin to get my head around it. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting now on the other side of this race with the Democrats. Now that, now that Bernie Sanders is doing so well against Hillary Clinton, there's actually a few Democrats who are saying, you know, wait, wait a minute. Uh, we don't need a socialist here. I, this kind of surprises me. Um, because at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland... Biden Joe Biden uh took a little swipe at Bernie Sanders spoke and i i 've not seen him do this yet <clears throat> but here's uh here 's a tweet We need a more progressive tax code, not confiscatory policy, not socialism, a tax code mm.
3: How about that i mean that's uh and tweeted from his official account Joe, yeah, which is kind of interesting because obviously he could have said that in an interview and, and not necessarily meant it directly. To this audience, to the American audience, but like that is, you know, he's saying that he's tw- he's taking that quote specifically and tweeting it for a reason.
2: Yeah, it's kind of it's uh, it's amazing because so many Democrats are fine with socialism now. So I'm I'm kind of surprised to see this.
3: Yeah, I think they they don't like the branding of it still. I mean, I think there's a good
2: portion yeah. Of there it still is a little brand. bit of a negative con- connotation. Policies. Not, not like there was, uh, n- and not like there used to be. I mean. Fifteen years ago, I can't imagine a socialist running in America and, and him being anywhere near right. the top 30 candidates. And, and
0: 15 years ago, could you imagine seeing a Texas for Bernie bumper sticker? Yeah. No. And uh, did you see yeah, you saw I, one it, in your neighborhood, it, yes. right? I oh went gosh.
3: out to, for breakfast wow. uh, this uh, past weekend and saw a lawn sign, mm. Bernie, Bernie lawn sign. Uh, and this is, kind of goes back to what Stephen Crowder was talking about earlier today, <laughs> which is there is... A real passion for him and it's it's a to- mm. like he compared it to the Trump passion but I think it's totally different um, I you know I think you know he's he's totally right that that passion the level of passion is similar but there's an ideology behind Bernie yeah. Sanders there's a, a a coherent set of beliefs behind Bernie Sanders with Trump it's just all over the board so they don't really know where you know, what are you supporting so fervently just some guy where t- I, Bernie Sanders is trying to change the yeah. America, the United States of America, into a socialist com- country—that is a real cause. Like it's hard to do, uh, you know. To me, obviously, it's crazy and destructive, but it is something. Um, and uh, where with Trump, it's just nothing. It's just a, mm-hmm. it's just a, you know, it's a parfait of nothingness, you know. And it's like it's a, to, to really get to that and think that, that would. Because Ron Paul had the same thing. Ron Paul had a real ideology behind it. It was like a different ideology that people got passionate about. It wasn't you know, it mm-hmm. was a big portion of the population. Here it's just people being passionate for nothing. And that I can, I can understand less than Bernie Sanders. I, I, I can understand people embracing a political philosophy. I can't em, understand people embracing this hero worship that they're doing with Trump. It's really disturbing. Crazy. Yeah, we have a new uh, poll from Iowa we'll give you here in a couple mm. minutes as well.
2: Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Meanwhile, um, we've been talking a lot about the importance of having, you know, emergency food on hand. You don't want to starve if uh, the food supply
3: dries up or
2: or is just interrupted for a short time.
3: Yeah, but uh, of course, uh, the first thing you
0: need before food even is water. It's, I uh, thought this was a coffee maker, but it's water. Is it's there water in it? Stu- no, it's it's nice and light. Where do you want this bad boy? I yeah, put it right don't
3: like, like this. Uh, no, you should terrific. definitely put the label beside to the back.
0: That's yeah. good.
2: That, there we go. Oh, okay. So uh, good
3: job. Now, <laughs> <sighs> well, look, you got to get ready for uh, for an emergency situation. Maybe uh, the situation you need to maybe addresses your water supply. It's kind of important. This mm-hmm. is great because you don't need to. It's not like you need to have store nine hundred gallons of water. You have this right here. All you need to do, you can put any water really in it. Um, and it's going to filter everything out. It's uh, it's pretty amazing to make a plan for clean, safe water during an emergency with an Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system created by our friends at My Patriot Supply. Jerry, see, it's actually a sexy little unit. Yes, yeah, it's, nice. <laughs> it's a it. this. Yeah. Uh, Call 888
2: Call 7746 today. Order your Alexa Pure Pro. You'll get everything you need for clean drinking water during any emergency that comes along. Plus, ships, of course, right to your door for free. So. You just, you, you pay for it, the price of the product, and then that's it. Mm. They don't hit you with a bunch of hidden
3: fees. Amazing. And it removes 99.999999999. I added a few nines there. Percent of contaminants from any freshwater source. And you got to make sure that you get it before the emergency occurs. You can't get it afterwards. So why not pull the trigger on this? It's going it, to, you know, the other thing, it just gives you good, healthy tasting oh. of water. It's yeah. awesome just every day. But you can also use it during an emergency. Do it right now. Call 888 while you're thinking about
2: it. 888-895-7746. That's 888-895-7746.
1: When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up. And he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done...
2: Patents too, and apparently there's some breaking uh, Iowa poll news.
3: There is in last place with one percent.
2: Oh boy, it's. Let me guess. That can't be Gilmore because he never even shows up. <laughs> no, right,
3: no, he's not on the poll. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. It's is he, Iowa. He, he is still running though, Jeffy. Gilcrest, morlinson Linson? I think so. Yeah, okay. I can't no, even that. think of who. Christie. Christie. Uh, no, it's, a, it's a fair guess, but no, no. last place. The 2012 winner of Iowa, oh. Rick Santorum. Oh, Santorum. I forgot he was even in it. I know. 1% for Rick. S-
2: he's, of course, dead to me.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> next to last, there's three here tied uh, with 3%. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to take some guesses. Three of them tied with 3%.
2: Okay, Rand Paul. This Rand has got to be in that
3: group. Correct. Ding. Uh, Jim Bush. Gil- incorrect. Jim Gilmore is still running, so okay.
0: he may be in that list. No,
3: he's definitely not at 3%. In uh, Mike Minnesota. Huckabee. Mike Huckabee. is in know. that group has to be in that group. He is not. Oh my god. Rand Paul oh, god. is. Rand Paul. Two others. Chris Christie in that Jeb. group. Chris Jeb. Christie new. Jeb Bush knew. No,
2: I already said Jeb. Uh, I can't think of all the candidates That's right now. There's a lot of them. Uh, Kasich is in that John group.
3: John Kasich. Uh, Kasich oh, is in ding, ding, yes. Three percent. One other candidate at three percent. Lindsay's gone. She is in trouble in this state.
0: Ooh. Oh. Oh.
3: Wow, it makes it tough. <laughs> the, the women, the women. Carly Fiorina also—I completely position. forgot Fiorina was still there. Well, I yes, know. Uh, she needs to go. Away. Next up, there's one candidate at four Chris percent. Chris Christie. Right. Chris Christie. Yes, Ding. that's right. Okay, now we're getting the into Huckster. the big time. Now the we're Huckster's getting into the big coming time. Up next. Oh, uh, well, actually, there's one other candidate at four oh, percent, and that is well, the Huckster. The Huckster. Yeah, so be so uh, four. Huckabee's at four, four percent. Yeah. Yeah. This is out of order, so I apologize for the. Keep Biden in mind.
2: Uh, Santorum and Huckabee are two guys who have either won or very closely both uh, of them won contended I-
3: Iowa. Both of them won Iowa. Both of I- them won Iowa. Yeah. So okay. yeah. combined, the last two winners of Iowa are running for president, and both of them combined have 5%. That's incredible. Bizarre, bizarre. Okay, so now we're up to the big time. Uh, 7% is the next level. Anyone take a guess? stab at who's got 7% in Iowa? Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush, yeah. that's right. Now, see, Jeb Bush is interesting because he has not completely fallen apart. No, he has not. He's sticking around at third, fourth in a lot of these he's polls. He's a Bush.
2: He's always going to have and some support. I think that's it.
3: Okay. Uh, next up, uh, 9%. Who's at 9% Ooh, in the Marco. Iowa poll? Marco. It's Marco time at 9%. Um, so that puts uh, Marco at four, in fourth place in Iowa, according to those poll. At 9%. Yep. Yeah, next up, 11%. Who have we hit? Uh, 11? In third place at 11%. Oh, Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Oh, now, Carson's an interesting guy. one. Carson's the one, to me, that could win he... the election for Ted Cruz. Because if he gets out. If he, if he that's gets 11% that's up for grabs. Right. right. That's a big chunk. Yeah. And that 11% should naturally go more to Ted Cruz than anybody else. Um, the vast majority should go to Ted. You'd and think he, so. Right. And he needs to go away. And, he does. Uh, make that yes, he does. And I'm not saying he necessarily has to drop out. Although it, you know, I think that would be that's at this a, point. I think that's the like, look. Saying. It's over for Ben Carson. He's not going to win.
2: I mean, it's kind of interesting because uh, you, you know um, I rode home with with Glenn last night, um, and so you know he's got to be on Facebook every second of every day. I saw. And so the second we get into the car, oh, well, let's do a thing on the way home. Can we not just drive home? <laughs> Well, what about, what do about we just, have we, to broadcast? We we do we have to broadcast everything we ever do. But so he he does. It was only
0: for twenty. We go minutes. live. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, it was only for twenty five <laughs> minutes on the drive home. Uh, so uh, he, one of the interesting questions that kept coming up was, why don't you guys like? What about Ben? Car- What's wrong with Ben Carson? Why not Ben Carson? And I, I thought we've explained this, but maybe a lot of people haven't heard it. He, we like Ben Carson. He's a, he seems to be a very good guy. He's, you know, obviously a religious guy, a smart guy, a fairly conservative guy. However, based on what we've seen from him, and we've been in contact with him several times, he doesn't have the knowledge, I don't think, yet, to, to be able to handle the presidency, to, to lead the free world he he doesn't have the uh, background, the experience, uh, just the uh, just the sheer grip on world events that it takes to be in that position.
3: He's just uh, not prepared no, to be president. He's much better than Donald Trump. Much much better. Much better. Yes. So I mean, you know, to be fair, he's not at the bottom of the barrel on this. I just think, you know I'm questioning. You know, I, th- I agree with that analysis. Um, largely, his policies are okay. There's they're more similar to Marco Rubio, I would say, than a Ted yeah. Cruz. Yeah, he's not um, as conservative as Ted Cruz. There's no Cruz. doubt about that. But he's still a pretty, I mean, he, he's, a, I think, a good guy. Like, for example, the way he handled this um, uh, charitable giving thing with, uh, with um, Ted Cruz. They're, they're hitting Ted Cruz on him. Some old tax returns he, uh, he turned in. He only gave 1% of his money to charity. Um, And so Mike Huckabee's like, well, if God isn't at the top of your budget, then he's not at the top of your life. You know, like some like, this means he's not really religious thing. Um, And, you know, Carson said, you know, he had a really good answer to it. He said, you know, um, it was something to the effect of, look, you know, that's actually a a personal relationship with a a person and with God. And I'm not going to sit here and criticize that for an individual. They need to understand that and make up their own mind on that. But here's what I believe. It's like, well, there you you go. Know, I mean, great. Here's a guy who could be That's trashing great. Ted Cruz right there. I mean, you know, and as Huckabee did in the typical low rent way Huckabee, Huckabee does. And you know, you see Ben Carson, who's you know a considerably better individual than a guy like Mike Huckabee. I mean, he he he, he does. I think he's a really good guy, oh, yeah. and I really yes. like it. I, I, I do too. I do too. But no, I'm not. And if he's ben just not Carson, prepared. Yeah. And like, if, but if he were to, if for whatever reason the American people decided, you know, or the Republican Party decided, you know, what, hey, look this guy's our guy and he's the candidate, I'm going to cast my vote for Ben Carson and not feel bad about it. Unlike Donald Trump. Um, you know, I could, uh, him, yeah. I, could, I could vote for him. I could vote for him. But he's just... I, I, don't think I he, do it nervously.
2: Yeah. But, yes. I mean, if it comes down to him and Hillary, pff, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And then I would just pray that he would get really knowledgeable, good people around him. Yeah. Um, that 's interesting that there i, I hadn 't heard the uh, the tax form thing yet y- you know wait until te- uh, wait until donald trump 's taxes come out
3: yeah he has not released he
2: it. has not released his personal forms he 's released his business forms, but it looks right now as if he donates zero dollars on a personal basis. It looks like he he has a foundation that he set up for charities the the Trump Foundation or something he doesn 't even donate to that he hasn 't donated to that. <laughs> Since, I think, 2008 when he gave $30,000 to it. Really? But the World Wrestling Entertainment, the, you know, the right. WWE, is that what they are? World Wrestling yeah. Entertainment. That's what they are, World right? World Wrestling, yeah.
3: yeah it it doesn't sound
2: be... right. It sounds clunky. No. Of course, it is clunky oh, because it used yeah. to be the WWF, yeah, and that's, so that's what why it why always it getting, has yeah. been to me. Anyway, they donated $5 million to it. So he takes money from that and gives to other people, but it's not even his money he's giving.
3: Right. Um, uh, but again, that'll it? be another thing that no one cares
2: about. And nobody cares about that, but if it's Cruz, oh my gosh, he's the worst person in the world. Now, I, you know, obviously, I think charitable giving is, a, is important, and, and we criticized all the Democrats on there. But they're the ones who are always saying... They're the ones who are hammering. Well, you don't care about the poor. And you don't care about this. And you don't care about that. And what about poverty? And what? And they want to do it all through taxation. They don't want to do any of it personally. So that's why it's such an issue with Democrats. Um, but uh, Carson's right. It's a personal decision.
0: Maybe you wrote down in your text, It doesn't necessarily mean that that's all you gave to charity. That's very true. I mean, uh, you know, oh, I mean, that's yeah. uh,
3: certainly a big part of it. There's a, I mean, that does I mean, from one to ten percent would be a, probably a. You're not getting there necessarily from uh, probably, but. Uh, you know, again, I haven't looked at the forums myself. I just saw the controversy, so I'd have to kind of investigate it a little more to to, to speak on it. I just like the way Carson reacted to it. Yeah, that's true. It great. wasn't like, I, you know what, I'm going to trash this guy and his faith. You know, yeah. people, you know, Trump has done that. Trump has is, is trashed people on their faith. Huckabee <sighs> has done that. He's over trashed people on their yeah. faith. But, like, you know, I think you find someone, you know, it's it's one thing to say you're religious. It's another thing to act like... Uh, Jesus, right? Well, Ben <laughs> yeah. walks the walk. There's no doubt about that. Ben Carson, he does. Walks walk. You know, I, and I yeah, really does. respect that with yes. him. Right? You he know, does. again, I like Ben Carson. I don't think there's any chance he has to win. I don't see. I don't see a path to victory. And there, for, for and, and he's Carson. third
2: right now at 11. Yes. Yeah, so right? uh, to finish this oh, off, yeah. okay, number two.
3: Number two. I'm going to say Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm hoping 25. percent Number one, Ted Cruz, yes. 27%. Wow. So close. Very tight. It's close. Uh, but a lead. And, uh,
2: Watch him ignore that poll. I'm leading in
3: every poll in uh, Iowa right now. I, really, I led a poll in July that said, you know, he does that all the time. Um, and by the way, same company. It's one of the local stations in Iowa did a poll uh, on the Democratic side at the same time. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton in Iowa leading 48 to 39 with Martin O'Malley. That's 7%. Wow. <laughs> hey, way to go, Marty. It's happening. Way to go, Marty. Nice. Uh, congratulations it's on that. It's finally happening. <laughs> All
2: right, 888 back. More patents to it coming up. The race to double digits is on.
3: Oh, man. Really. I mean, he might hit that in one it. of these four. Forget it. He's on fire right now. <laughs> Imagine if he was the one that just came back and won the thing. That would be. <laughs> Holy crap. But he just, I need to play wow. some that
2: Pat and Stu, Triple Eight, 727 back. Um, here, here's something that could be uh, the death knell for the Ted Cruz campaign. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about the, uh, the tax forms. That's not the death knell. Bob Dole has said it could be <laughs> cataclysmic uh, for a Ted Cruz presidency. And of course, we all know how powerful and how beloved. Bob effing Dole is. The Bob Dole. He was, he was so beloved that like nine people voted for him in 1996. <laughs> he had a scandal-ridden ridden douchebag president that he could not unseat. He's so bad. Bob Dole is coming out and saying that uh, Donald Trump would do better than Ted Cruz. What, what is wrong with this guy? Here's Bob Dole's deal. He cares about the Republican Party more than he cares about the United States of America and its Constitution. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that thinking, but that's him. And here's his quote. I question his allegiance to the party. Who gives a rat's ass about his allegiance to the party?
3: I hope he doesn't have allegiance to
2: the party. Right! This is why George Washington said don't do a party system. People will develop allegiances to the party over the country, which is exactly what happened with people like Bob Dole. I got wow. I don't know I don't know how often you've heard him say the word Republican. Not very often. <laughs> yes, right, cause it's not about being a Republican. Who cares? That is the weirdest thing to me, maybe in the world, other than Donald Trump leading this race right now. Who care why would you care so much about party affiliation? Right. How would you develop such a loyalty to the Republicans or the Democrats? That you would be
3: concerned vehicle. about that. It's just a vehicle, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's like I, I always think of this like, if let's just say there was a weird world in which uh, the Democrats started arguing for low taxes and started implementing these policies and started really supporting constitutional principles, and at the same time, Republicans went the other way and started wanting high taxes and started running people like Bernie Sanders, would you remain a Republican? No. What do you have loyalty to? No. Do you, well, of course you would immediately abandon the Republican Party and go to the Democratic Party if they were doing it better, if they had better ideas. If you're not that, like, it's mindless. It's like a mindless thing. There, it's, it's just teams at that point. It's just weird. Yeah. Really I mean, weird. And I, I don't understand that thinking mm-hmm. when it comes to politics. It's like for, um, you know, if you're a Yankees fan. You're never going to turn into a Red Sox fan because you have loyalties to the franchise. Even if they start doing a different philosophy of baseball, even if they start doing all these things you don't like, you're going to stick with your team because that's what it's about in sports. It's not about that in politics. It's about the ideas. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you, like, if you had a team that was, um, if, you know, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and they were, uh, uh, I, I, I like a passing offense, and they were passing it on every down. And then they hired a new coach, and they wanted to run it on every down. I'm going to still remain a Philadelphia Eagles fan even if I don't like their philosophy as much, I'm not going to go find a new passing team somewhere else. That's sports. In politics, you're talking about running the country, people's freedom. You are going to flip-flop. You are going to go to another party. If the, I, mean, I can tell you right now, if, the, if Donald Trump is the nominee, I'm going to be you know, not voting for the Republican candidate. Right. I will not be voting for the Democratic candidate either, but I will not be voting for the Republican candidate. Uh, it's
2: it's bizarre. The Republicans, the only reason that we uh, like Republicans as a rule more than Democrats is because generally they come closer to representing our values and our principles than the Democrats do. As soon as that stops, I'm done with that party. I'm done. And if you don't have the – like Donald Trump, for instance, is a Republican supposedly – I, I'm not for him because he doesn't share my principles and values. It's it's just amazing. But Bob Dole is all about the Republican Party. He's a party. Deal maker. He's Trump a dealmaker. Deal deal Forget about the U.S. Constitution. Forget about America. Uh, are you Republican enough? Wow. But see, when you're a conservative, this is why this is why it's so difficult now to be elected as a conservative. And Dole even says... Uh, that he doesn't say Republican that often he uses the word conservative. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes. I appreciate that from Ted Cruz. I mean, is is it possible that Bob Dole is a secret campaign operative for Ted Cruz by saying this stuff? Because this is, I mean, there's nobody who thinks this way unless you're in Washington, D.C. No human being. Yeah, this is everything Ted talks about. Yeah, it's like, wait, everything you, you want me about? to just just have loyalty to the Republican Party? Yeah. why? I mean, Who thinks that way? Great why? line,
0: great line from, uh, from Dole here. This is from the 92-year-old Bob Dole uh, on Ted Cruz. Uh, there will be wholesale losses if he's the nominee. Our party is not that far right. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, then I don't have any allegiance to your Shuffle back party. home,
2: Bob. Yeah, he's just terrible. He's yeah. just terrible. And, but this is what happens to conservatives. They get all, all the powers of hell combined against conservatives, even in their own party. Right. We've seen that already so, with that. So you've got all the media against you immediately. You have all Democrats against you. And you've got about half to two-thirds of Republicans against you. All the powers of hell combine against you if you're a conservative. It, that's pretty tough to overcome all that, and that's what he's up against. But he's doing a pretty dang good job right
0: now. He's hanging in there okay. It's hanging I mean, in even there. Even the uh, – my favorite was the McConnell lying bit where everyone was pissed talking about McConnell uh, lying. Nobody was upset <clears throat> that he lied. McConnell lying. Right. They were pissed that Ted was saying it. How dare you say that Shut he up. lied? Yeah. Oh,
2: How yeah. dare you say he lied when he lied? Why would you say <laughs> he lied just because he lied? Why would you say that? Well, because he lied. he lied. Yeah, but you don't say he
3: lied just because he lied. He says that in this interview. He says, uh, <laughs> really? yeah, he, yeah, he says exactly that. Is it in this copy? Because oh, I, I saw this. He says, um, uh you know what? They, they, it gets cut off before it gets to it. But he says, you know, he, the, Ted Cruz called uh, uh, Mitch McConnell a liar on the floor of the Senate. If you want to call someone a liar, you go to their office and of you course. do it in private, of not course. on the floor of the Senate. That's exactly right. No, I'm uh, sorry. Shut up. Ted Cruz yes.
2: promised Texans when he was elected to the U.S. Senate. I, I will go there, games. and I will not play those games. I, I will be a different kind of, of senator,
0: and he has been. He's fulfilled that promise. Right, I mean, he's done what he said he was. We've gonna. seen how difficult cult it is with other people that have gone inside oh, the, uh, oh the devil's beltway. And- oh my! And let me, and let me give from you-
2: people we warned them about,
0: and then, but I never believed
3: it would happen to them. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna be fine, though. Nope,
2: no, he wasn't. He wasn't fine.
3: Um, now, uh, Donald Trump, of course, had this exact same. This is a quote from, uh, uh, let's see, Trump. Uh, or I think, or one of his people. I can't. The way this is for, formatted, I can't tell. When you talk about uh, temperament, Ted has got a rough temperament. I don't know. You know, you can't call people liars on the Senate floor when they're when they're your leader.
0: What?
3: Oh, because McConnell was.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. By the way, um, um, uh, this is uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, um, Kentucky's for strong leadership was fact, uh, Okay. Big donors to Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell's anti Tea Party Defense Fund gave amounts ranging from $1,000 to $250,000. In the no. upper half of this donor list appears one Donald J. Trump, who gave $50,000 to Mitch McConnell as he f- tried to fight off, I guess, Matt Bevan right? Yeah. In 2010. Um, five days earlier, he had already donated a few thousand dollars to McConnell's campaign directly. This total donation is far and away the largest con- contribution Trump has ever made to any individual Washington politician's campaign. That was in 2010, 2010, though. That was especially.
2: 2012, wasn't it? Wasn't that just the last... Election cycle? Um,
3: yes. Oh, yeah, 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 cause, cause I'm getting mm-hmm. to the 2010 thing here. Yeah. Um, uh, far and away, the largest contribution Trump has ever made to any individual Washington politician's campaign, at least 10 times larger than any other contribution he has made to any Republican candidate. Indeed, <laughs> um, one has to cross over the Democratic side of his donor history to find anything comparable to this contribution wow. at any level of government. That would be his $50,000 donation to Rahm Emanuel's mayoral campaign in 2010. Uh, Mitch McC- and December 2010, one month after the uh, wow. after the, uh, the the Tea Party wave election. <laughs> um, so, uh, 2014. Um, Wow. 2010, 2012, 2014, supporting Rahm Emanuel and Mitch McConnell. And why? He probably had some business arrangement in Chicago. Well, he did. I, oh, did. I mean, oh, if you course. remember, it wasn't one of those shows. Was he building a building One of the or first apprentices th- apprentice things had to do with Chicago, oh, building a that's building in right. Chicago. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, again, his own personal benefit. Screw yep. the country. Screw Don't the care. city of Chicago, who's been destroyed by this guy being their mayor. Forget that. Who cares? It helped Donald Trump's pocketbook at a particular moment in time. So it's all, he he cares it's all he cares about. That's all he cares about. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to come out. Mitch McConnell. The guy wow. is funneling money to Mitch McConnell, and he's the anti-establishment candidate? Probably. Come on, it's it's laughable.
2: 727. Back it's Stew. <laughs> I kind of like this story about uh, you know the Hollywood voters, the Hollywood elite, uh, all the all the Academy people who voted for these nominees in all the various categories for Oscars. Uh, they're being accused of being racist now, and, uh, and now Academy members are defending their Oscar votes. "Quote to imply we are racists is extremely offensive." Unquote.
3: Mm, no, that's uh, so sad. Isn't
2: that interesting? Huh?
3: Getting caught up in their own
2: little game there. Yeah, mm. you're the people that continually accuse everybody else of racism. You don't like it much, do you? Uh, while many agree that the Academy's overwhelmingly white membership does play a role in the types of films and performances that get Oscar attention, some white members privately express resentment over accusations. Well, tough. I, right. I love this. This is liberals eating their own again. Penelope Ann Miller, best known for Carlito's Way and The Artist, is a member of the actor's branch that could have nominated Creed's Michael B. Jordan. And by the way, yeah, they should have. He was yeah. great. Guy was great. That kid was great in that movie. He was absolutely great in that movie. At least as good, if not better, than Sliced Alone was. Um,
3: yeah, I actually agree with that. You know, I'm a huge Rocky fan, as you know. Yeah. Uh, but I would actually agree with that. I, yeah, he was great. He was fantastic in that movie.
2: Uh, Concussions, Will Smith. Hateful Eight, Samuel L. Jackson, or Beast of No Nations, Idris Elba. I voted for a number of black performers, and I was sorry they weren't nominated, but to imply that this is because all of us are racist is extremely offensive. I don't want to be lumped into that category of being racist, because I'm certainly not, and because I support and benefit from the talent of black people in this business. It was just an incredibly competitive year. huh? You know, it's the same thing that happens to white people all the time where there is no inkling of racism at all, and then suddenly they're racist. Yep. Because they've said the word Chicago, or because apartment. they said the word apartment, mm-hmm. or because they said the word uh, food stamps, welfare. Mm-hmm. You're, oh my gosh, that's, that's all code for your racist, Here. racism against black people. Miller's coming off uh, John Ridley's American Crime, headed to Sundance with Nate Parker's slave drama, The Birth of a Nation. She continues. She says, I loved Beasts of No Nation. I, I've never heard of that movie.
0: Elba, she, Elba, that was, Elba was in there. That was really good. It's up on Netflix. You should watch it. You've seen it, Beasts of No it, Nation? Uh, not the entire thing, but I've watched parts of it.
3: <laughs> he just watches everything. Wow. Everything that's it been just made. just out that long wow. ago. How
0: can you not watch a little Did bit? Do, I mean, just like, little
3: when bit. you walk out of this place, <laughs> do you do anything other than watch
0: television? <laughs> yes. All right, other than te- eating television and eating, what else do you do? You can do, you can eat and watch television. I just want to go on record and <laughs> say that you don't <laughs> necessarily have to do both separately. Uh, and, and have you also noticed, because we, we
3: harp on this a lot, that Jeffy watches every show or movie that comes out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But have you also noticed there's a weird proclivity to not finish these
0: movies? Yeah. Like, I've watched part of it. I just watch Because I get it. into it and then it's just... And then what? And then there's something else that gets my eye. I want to watch something else. Do you have ADD?
3: Maybe you should be on Ritalin or like, something. You're telling me you watch like let's say an hour of a movie and you're into it, and then something else catches your eyes, yeah, so you stop true, watching the I'll movie. I'll get back to it. That is I'll get back weird, to it. man. Nobody does that, dude. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just like calling you weird. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not worried about the, uh, the Oscars uh, and their little complaints. No. You know what? Of course, you're no. gonna, everyone's going to call you racist. This is the society you've built. Mm-hmm. This is, you've worked on this for a long time, making movies that Enjoy accuse it. people of being racist all the time, yep. for accusing people politically of being racist all the time, and now you live in that world. Congratulations. You've built it. Yeah. I
2: love it. I love it. 888 so you made uh, also, CBO is projecting more debt, less growth over the next... What a stunning... What? More debt,
3: less growth? What? Yeah, we need to get into this a little bit because we don't have much time to get into yeah, this. Yeah, we don't. So, so, so let's spend a little time on this on the other side. It's uh, crazy. Shocking. It's shocking. It's almost exactly what we said was going to happen. Yeah. Stunningly uh, actually happened. Uh, 888-727-BECK hmm. is the phone number. Back with more patents due in a second. Do you ever watch hmm. Patents Do you ever
0: watch the Glenn Beck program, Jeffy? Do you ever... Yeah, I started, I watched a little bit of it and then I...
2: like to get in touch with us uh, we started this discussion on the uh, cbo the congressional budget office uh, they're projecting more debt more debt and less growth for the united states of america over the next decade i don't what uh, i mean that seems crazy to me i you know we're on such a fine trajectory we're only 19 trillion in debt i uh, how can you say that that's going to slow growth down
3: I will say this. We, uh, yesterday, you know, on the way was on the way to lunch yesterday. Uh-huh. Dropped nineteen trillion dollars. <laughs> it's, it's it's a it minuscule. You know what? That it's happens. Nothing. It's nothing. Who of us? If, who among us hasn't? If we want to get that paid off, we get it paid off tomorrow. Yeah. It's nineteen trillion dollars. Relax. deal. You know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Take a chill pill.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, CBO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite increasing federal revenues, debt held by the public is projected to increase. Seventy-one percent over the next decade. Uh, federal governments projected to take in roughly one point six trillion in individual income taxes, payroll taxes, corporate income taxes. However, the federal governments projected to spend two point four trillion over the same period. Not a problem at all. Um, and by 2025, debt held by the public should increase to twenty-two point four trillion. That's a growth of
3: seventy-one percent. But just no. the seventy-one percent. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So ba- Now, is that bad? Are you trying to say that's bad?
2: Uh, no, because I think you're an extremist if, you're, if mm-hmm. you're one who starts screaming about how bad that is. Mm. You're an extremist.
3: Are uh, you also, would you say, an extremist if, for example, I'm just going to throw this out here, you thought it was a bad thing? Uh, To think that 527,127 illegal uh, aliens temporarily granted U.S. business and tourist visas were found to have stayed in the United States longer than legally permitted. Now what? Uh, 527,000? Like, that's a big deal? You know what I say to that? So? (laughs) (laughs) Do you listen to that? Listen (laughs) to that. Uh, Government... What are they so, supposed
2: to do? Go home? Yeah. <laughs> no, not if they don't want to. Yeah, what if they like it here?
3: Yeah. Or what if What they, about
2: that? What and if what, they, do You want to separate families? Yeah, thank you. Thank or you. Or something? What, what, they, what, they, they, what they, they're hardworking people? Perhaps there's a pill Maybe. And, and by, maybe it's a uh,
3: chilled one. And you see the way <laughs> the media handles this. They tell you, oh, 527,000 people are here uh, past their visa. And you're supposed to say, oh, that's so bad. They, what they don't tell you is that only 482,781 are still here. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so some of them have gone home already. Wow. They don't even tell you that. I mean, they told you that in the story, <laughs> but they don't even tell you that. Um, and I will say, just yesterday, yeah, I uh, illegally immigrated to 482,781 countries just yesterday. So it's not a big deal. I did it to other countries. It's okay if they do it here. What's the big deal? Turnabout is fair play. Fair play. <laughs> something, something. Of those, uh, yeah, it is 482,000 that are still here. Um, statistics do not encompass um, land ports, meaning those numbers compiled from uh, Latin America could be higher. Could be higher. Pat. Now, there's a possibility there were zero from Latin America, uh, but if that is not true, then it could be higher. <laughs> I'm going to say that perhaps there were also illegal immigrants that came in from Latin America. I don't know. I just uh, throw. I know there's no basis for that, but I'm going to say it's possible that that happened. It's just crazy talk. Why do you hate the brown people? <laughs> well, <laughs> right? uh, I, you know, I, I don't feel know? like I do, but
2: wow. Uh, huh. 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 All right. So uh, also, our feds are spending 150 thousand ish to change farmers' skepticism of man caused climate change. This is a uh, this is a good idea. USDA issued a grant to North Carolina State to conduct an educational program for high school teachers to add more climate change material to their curriculum unbelievable. Okay, I mean really do we really have to and the answer to that is mm. yes we really have to yeah. study will reclu- recruit at least 40 high school teachers who will integrate climate change topics into existing agricultural science curriculum researchers hope to teach uh, to reach 2,000 high school students in two years okay, so they got to indoctrinate our kids too because they can't get can't get you on board because uh, there's no reason for alarm here they just they and you see that and you feel it every day, so now they have to go to the schools.
3: I will say they're putting their work in on Jeez, this one um, because it's not working with uh, adults that can, uh, you know.
2: Oh, it's working great with the kids, though.
3: Yeah, it works well. Every
2: every yeah. kid under 30 believes it. Everybody yeah. under 30, just about.
3: Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's. I would like to say, I don't know, I've never seen a poll split out, but it does feel that way. Um, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, like, everything from, you know, children's shows to, uh, to every, you know, every movie, all the media, all tells you that this is the only way to think. Um, and I would think that that does have an effect on a society over a long period of time. Um, you know, certainly, as a conservative, I would hope that people are doing the same thing with the Constitution, and we've talked to many people who have done it. I mean, certainly Ted Cruz was involved in that effort as a kid uh, going back. But, I mean, it, you know, the, the climate thing, because it's such a feel-good topic, I think it's a very difficult one to dismantle to children. Um, because children, well, of course, they want things to be clean and happy. And they want, I mean, you know, animals, when you're a kid, animals talk to each other. They love each other. Um, you know, they don't rip each other to shreds like they actually do in the wild. Uh, you know, it's, it's a nice world. And in that nice world, you know, the, the, you know, the, the idea that you're being mean to Mother Nature is enough. Mm-hmm. It's enough to convince them. And I, I think over time it becomes such a... Such an accepted part of the way they think that it's impossible to turn them around, even regardless of the facts. I I think perception will become reality with this issue. So while right now, I mean, look, we're winning this issue on climate because there's just not a lot of evidence to support the fear that's out there. Um, You know, and and you see that you know about twenty between twenty and twenty-five percent of people believe uh, the you know man-made climate change is a real disaster and it's, it's caused by man. Um, you know and and that, but that percentage will grow over time because of a long time effort to indoctrinate kids and they grow up and they don't you know it's hard to get them to challenge things that they b- believe their whole lives uh and you know because the other side of it is uh you know uh, a deep economic issue it's t- you know it's a, it's an argument about adaptation against uh you know coming dangers it's an argument about uh you know uh innovation and things that are not palpable to children you know to some green grass and blue skies are palpable to children they like them and you know smokestacks are bad uh, so that it's just difficult to get that across and, and that's of course why progressives are going after them yeah yeah, uh,
2: and you know that's why uh, uh pro- progressives have been so good at at infiltrating the youth on every agenda because they're teaching it in our schools they knew if they got into the schools they could change our society with the next generation. And that's exactly what's happening. That's why uh, the kids are more uh, susceptible to the climate change. They're uh, more likely to be okay with socialism. They're more likely to hate the bankers and all this kind of stuff because that's what's being drilled into their heads in school. It's the perfect, it's, uh, it's a brilliant strategy. It pisses me off and it's evil, but, uh, but it's working well. Uh, meanwhile, we thought we might, uh, from Mental Floss, debunk some of the rock and roll urban legends <clears throat> that have been lingering out there. The uh, urban legend of American Pie. Legendary song from Don McLean in uh, 1970. Uh, the legend is the private plane that Buddy Holly chartered on February 3rd, 1959, was named American Pie, which is what inspired McLean to write the song. The truth is, the single-engine beechcraft bonanza that uh, Holly chartered in Iowa had no name, just a registration number. McLean had a paper out at the time, and years later would remember cutting open a bundle of papers and seeing a headline about the deadly crash. He came up with a line the day the music died, proceeded to compose one of the most overanalyzed songs of all time. Mm.
3: Great one. Puff the Magic Dragon? Yeah. Is that about drugs? That's obviously the legend. A Peter, Paul, and Mary hit uh, sounds like a childlike, a childlike nursery rhyme. Is actually written all in code about smoking pot. Uh, truth is, uh, that's actually not really true. Uh, Leonard Lipton, a freshman at Cornell University, spring of 1959, read a poem about a dragon mm-hmm. at the campus library. Walking back to the dorms to meet his friend, Peter Yarrow, uh, he thought to himself that he could write a better poem about a dragon and proceeded to weave his story about the end of a childhood innocence by a magical character named Puff. They put the poem to music, and that's "Puff the Magic Dragon." Not about uh, not about pop. Mm. I don't know that I buy
1: that.
0: One. I don't know if I do either. And have you ever heard the American Pie one? I don't think I yeah, had. I've never yeah. heard the, 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 the name the plane of the plane was named that. I've no. never heard that
2: either. I mean, you know, it's a, I, yeah. I've never even. It's not a real big urban legend. Right. Another. Another One Bites the Dust, uh, the legend, Queen was secretly encouraging fans to smoke weed. Uh, just play the chorus to Another One Bites the Dust backwards, and you'll hear Freddie say, it's fun to smoke marijuana. Come on now. I've never heard that either.
0: I have not either. Never heard no, that. I me mean neither.
2: The I- truth, how a backwards garbled message would inspire millions of fans to seek out their neighborhood dealers is unclear, but what is patently ridiculous is that anyone would believe that Queen or any other artist other than Pat Boone would go to such great lengths in 1980 to conceal a comment about marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> also, Queen's uh, label spokesman, uh, spokesperson, continues to deny any back masking. <laughs> <in> <laughs> they don't song.
3: deny it. What's it actually about? It's about uh, suicide or something, isn't it? Uh, I don't know that I've ever known what Another One
2: Bites the Dust is about. I, I thought I, I, it was. I don't dust. know. Yeah.
0: It's, I mean,
3: yeah. I can't remember I I can't remember here, but that's what I remember from my childhood thinking it was about like people dying or suicide or something. I didn't mean another one bites the dust or something. Starts off with
0: a gunshot, right? I mean that's the
3: beginning of the song. It does? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't a big Queen fan, I'll be honest with you. Not a a big fan. Really? Huh. Never really got into
2: them. Mm. You're one of the few. Wow. I mean, even this generation loves Queen. Yeah, I my mean, kids all love Queen.
3: Bohemian Rhapsody brought it back for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, with Wayne's World, but again, that's—I mean—that's 1995. What was it? What year was 1992?
2: Probably even before that, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Um, so uh, you know, that's, even that's now a while ago. But I do remember that phenomenon. I mean, I remember like uh, you know, I certainly weird. You know, you know the songs that they play at sporting events, and I remember another one, "Bites the Dust," and I remember my mom didn't really want me to listen to it because it had something to do with death. Really? any of that is true, yeah. I have no idea. But that's what I remember from my childhood. That's great. You shouldn't listen to that song.
2: Yeah. Well, you shouldn't listen to it because it wasn't wasn't one of their best songs. I think it went to number one, but it was not one of their best. <laughs> it was songs. one of their big hits. Yeah. But
3: it was not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not one of their. I don't think it's one of those that, like the real fan looks back. It's like we need to listen to that.
2: Another one, one bites the dust. It's man. the same thing Would with it? David
3: Bowie. It's like every freaking news station plays "Let's Dance." Here's a guy with this, oh. like, you know, and like, look at he's the time. Fame. Yeah, he's got, I mean, yeah, he's got a huge catalog with tons of stuff that is, you know, inspired generations mm-hmm. uh, of artists. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's it's Let's Dance every single time, um, which again, I it was the one that I liked. <laughs> that was, was it? Yeah, I liked Let's Dance. I thought that uh, was good. I, I liked that. I liked. Uh, There's another one he had out right around that time that I liked, uh, but that was the era I liked him. I didn't. I didn't know the Ziggy Stardust stuff until you know I was older and looked looked back at it. But he, you know, uh, back at that time, he, yeah, it was a little the dancing the dancing in the streets thing. Never got into that one.
2: No, no.
3: It's still no. Uh, it's still one of the not worst real music classic, videos. Of not all classic all time.
2: Bowie. No, no. One uh, of the worst
3: music videos of all time. Yeah, terrible. Uh, what was, and the, and was everybody is that too. Did, did 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 that? Uh, I think there was an episode of *Mavis and Bud* in which they featured that video, and ever since then, I can't get it out of my head. It's because you—you know—it's an 80s video; they're dancing around, but you don't realize how horrible it is until you actually rewatch it. It is a disaster. <laughs> it's really bad.
2: I gotta check that out. Yeah,
3: you gotta watch it. It's really—ever
2: since he died, people have been talking about that, and I—I I keep thinking I don't remember it that well, but
3: yeah. Well, they did it. I think, if I remember right, they did it like overnight in one night. Like, they had one night to do it, so they, like, at, like, 3 in the morning, they just went to, like, a, a factory and just, like, danced around. And, like, there's shadows everywhere, and, like, it, like, they're, like, in each other's face really close for a long periods of time. And it's really, it's really weird. It's just not good. It's not well done. Not well done. <laughs> like, if Jeffy had to direct a music video, this would be it. I mean, it. it sounds like real life, which makes it sound really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's not real life. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Back is phone number Back with more uh, patents, too. I don't know. I guess it's inevitable or whatever.
2: Yeah, it it is. Mm-hmm.
3: Which is sad. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. know what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What
2: are you going to do? We've got to tell you about a uh, great company called GO. It's solar energy that is now affordable thanks to GO. So if you want to increase the value of your home, this will definitely do it. And it will help you save money at the same time. Uh, Go is the company to help you do this. They'll install for zero dollars out of pocket.
3: I mean, that's the biggest thing, really, here, because that's always been the hangout for people on solar panels. Yeah, do you want to spend $50,000 putting solar panels on your roof? Yeah, then you get nice and cheap electricity. Once you you spend the initial 50K, wow, you're going to save dollars. This is a different approach. You don't have to pay anything uh, up front. You just buy the electricity from them. You save 20 to 30% off the rates that you're paying now. It's a really cool idea, and they're doing it in an innovative way. Over sixty thousand satisfied customers are already in, and they've got the best warranty in the industry. So, Mm -hmm. when you want to think uh, go with solar, think of the company Go.
2: Yeah, they're the ones. uh, They do. They're one of the biggest residential solar companies in America, and they've got over sixty local offices. So, you never need to worry about customer service. It's awesome. Find out if Go is available in your area. Just Go. To go solar with the blaze.com. go solar with the blaze.com. power your home more affordably. Go solar with the blaze it's Pat and Stu. Uh, big winter storm forecast uh, for the East Coast right now. Um, potentially crippling snowstorm for the mid- mid-Atlantic and northeast beginning tomorrow and on Saturday as well. It's been a pretty mild winter, though, it seems like, for New York, hasn't it? It's because of global warming. Right. Right? Glo- the globe has warmed. Uh, it's a- warm. Uh, like it created the it, snow. It's catastrophically Catastrophic hot snow,
3: uh Which comes from the heat uh, it's called heat snow. Uh, it's a phenomenon that yeah. it was only seen normally uh, on Mercury, um, mm. but because of the heat here, it is now happening in Washington D.C. Uh, and into New York and throughout the Midwest. Um, this phenomenon is growing because of the heat growing <laughs> and making the snow get hotter, which steams itself into coldness and then falls to the earth. Wow,
2: that's interesting.
3: Think, think, think about it.
2: It's not true, but it's, but it's interesting. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not true. Uh, <laughs> the storm will apparently drop one to two feet of snow from the Appalachians uh, across the Mid-Atlantic toward New York. A huge impact on businesses, homes and travel. A lot of times they predict this stuff and then nothing happens. Uh, people run to the grocery store and they clean out ab- absolutely everything, just at the threat of a big snowstorm. And so you go to the, if you, like if you go tomorrow night, forget it. You're not going to find anything. Or tonight, late tonight, you're not going to find anything. So you better go now, and uh, the stores, the shelves are going to be empty, and then it's going to snow like an inch, inch and a half. Like
3: oh, yeah. I mean, there was, they were tweeting as if the apocalypse was going on in Washington, D.C. last night, and it's like an they got an inch, an inch of snow. Now, I know sometimes it turns to ice, and it can, get, it can get ugly out there, but there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who were stranded all night. An inch, an inch of snow. In Washington, D.C., it's not mm-hmm. like it, never ra- it snows in Washington, D.C.
0: I mean, it's not like they're Texas. No, right.
3: Right, like, I, you know, Texas, right. I, I mean, and it's bad when it comes down here in Texas. They all freak out. Yeah, because we have bad. one snowplow mm-hmm. in a metropolitan area of 7
2: million people and freeways one everywhere. Snowplow. One snowplow, or right. four or something.
0: I, I forget what it was, but it's almost none. I mean, it's virtually none. The, during the really bad term a couple of years ago, they made a big deal out of, have, I think it was four. Yeah, I, mean, I think it, it was, was four. four and I think they were going, well, we can only do so much. Um, yeah. yeah, like, I don't know, buy more snowplows for when this well, does happen. Know, split them up. They showed all four of them r- working one highway. I'm like, I could probably go to different highways. <laughs> I, mean, <like>. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's sort of a disaster. Um, and, you know, this is uh,
3: kind of a nonstop thing that happens every year. Yes. And every year you have these stories. And this is, I think, part of, part of why the global warming thing connects with people. Because people think, this never happened before. Of course it has happened. Every one of these things has happened when you when you have a, over like, and over and over Yeah, like uh, they've all happened what happens <laughs> is like, though they're covered more nationally now when there's mm-hmm. a terrible weather event it becomes a national story when before it was just a local story people were remembering in their one town but they didn't know about the one in south carolina or the one in uh montana they just knew about the one in their local area because weather is a local story now it becomes a national story because people have a, a political agenda that's attached to it called climate change and it, it really does it change the way we perceive these events um, mm-hmm. it's, 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 so it's kind of a, it's somewhat of a new phenomenon, but it's not going away.
2: Also, the uh, climate people, the climate change, the warmists, uh, if you will, it told us all, all the time. Like because their initial prediction was, it's not going to snow anymore. So you're, you're going to have to tell your kids about how how it used to have this. We used to have this precipitation that would crystallize and come down and lay all over the ground, and then you'd have to shovel it off your sidewalk and whatever. And, it, and kids, it was really something, because you could frolic in it, you could sled on it, it was really fun. Although to drive in, it was kind of dangerous, and the kids would be like, "Oh, wow, really, what was that called? It was called snow, kids. <laughs> right. And then it snowed all the time, and it, it snows now, and it snows sometimes more than it used to. And, but when we kept saying, well, it, it snowed again well yeah you can't use one don't confuse weather with climate that's just one snowstorm of course once in a while it's going to snow but don't confuse weather with climate so now every single weather event is proof is to them of climate change and what happened well what happened to the don't confuse weather with climate thing because they use this they'll, they'll use the one to two feet of snow uh, just like they used, it will not snow, uh, to prove their point. It, it's it, it's the most bizarre thing, other than Donald Trump, that I think I've seen in my lifetime.
3: Yeah, can we just just include that disclaimer on pretty much everything? Yeah, this is the most bizarre thing that's ever happened, other than Donald other Trump. than it's Donald pretty Trump. Much, there's nothing that right. rises to that level. Um, they're now saying, by the way, that um, you know we used to make the point sometimes. Oh, really? We're because we saw warming a long time ago. Um, was that the men? in their SUVs like hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, they're now saying, uh, yes, it was. Uh, Not SUVs, but man's fault. Uh, The world's first farmers and their slash-and-burn agriculture may have set off global warming. (laughs) New analysis of ice core climate data, archaeological evidence, Mm. and ancient pollen samples is being used to suggest farming 7,000 years ago helped put the brakes on a natural cooling process of global climate possibly contributing to the warmer climate we see today. Wow. Mm-hmm. study is uh, expected to raise a few eyebrows, given there were far fewer people on Earth back then, uh, and industrialization had not started, of course. Um, study was uh, the work of the uh, University of Virginia, uh, and it's, uh, I, I think, pretty ridiculous. Why would you say that? That's the analysis of that particular story. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's this just, it's just constant reach to retroactively fit their agenda mm-hmm. with with past evidence. You know, it's a, it's a it's a never-ending thirst to prove themselves right retroactively by reverse engineering their opinions. And it's like I'm tired of it.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And because nothing they've said has been right. Have they been proved right on anything? Anything? I mean, I'll never forget the fact that uh, that inconvenient truth was all about uh, how catastrophic and how frequent hurricanes were going to be. That was the
3: biggest thing they had. I mean, that, was,
2: that, it was, that was that was the was main it was right after state. Katrina,
3: right? Right after Katrina, right after Rita. All these big, and, and two years ago, I think it was two years before that, Jeff, You'll remember this. There was approximately 975 major hurricanes <laughs> <Yes>. in Florida. <laughs> Nine,
0: um, 974.
3: Don't okay. stretch it <laughs> out. I remember, there was several in a row. Yeah. Um, and I remember it was a big deal. And then Katrina Never was ending. Yeah. And you were at uh, the uh, the hurricane uh, the center of the world, uh, WFLA, which covers it big time. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, they always wall, wall. and it
0: was just we were always in hurricane watch mode. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah. And so like that. Off of that, he took that information and the passion built up behind it, launches an inconvenient truth, promises there's going to be more frequent and intense hurricanes, yeah. and mm-hmm. then we go hurricane free for a decade. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, he must be like, what? The? You could have. I mean, just statistically, there should have been at least a few hurricanes that right. hit, having nothing to do with global warming, and at least he could have taken advantage of those. There's been zip, none, nothing. None. The only thing he's had was the non-hurricane. Sandy. Um, Sandy. Non-hurricane superstorm. Super, which they decided to call a superstorm because it faded away from
2: a hurricane before it actually hit. Look, it's a rainstorm. No, it's a snowstorm. No, it's superstorm.
0: And you notice uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, TV shows that still, when they're talking about like some of the New York police shows and stuff, still call it a hurricane. Yeah. You know when the hurricane comes mm-hmm. through. Yeah. They're still playing the game. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, well,
3: you know, the fact. what happened with Hurricane Sandy? Uh, well, was it a bad event? Yeah, sure it was. There was some flooding. There was some temporary flooding that happened. A part of a city was, Just was disabled as temporarily. He no, we've showed that <laughs> monologue before. Uh, but again, like, you know, the reason why it was a big news story was because it happened on the island where all of our tall buildings are. That's why. It wasn't, I mean, if that had hit, uh, you know, uh, let's, you know, the outer banks of north carolina it would have been it would have been destructive and there would have been flooding but of course when you build stuff on tiny buildings on tiny islands out in the ocean uh that tends to happen um so what is it that i mean you know the, the big thing is we're moving our buildings and uh, our, our living quarters closer and closer to the water because we like it and that winds up costing a lot more Too, i
2: predicted that part of manhattan would be entirely submerged in water, and it happened years, decades, before I even predicted so it. So
3: what did you predict would be the cause of that, Al?
2: Well, I said it would be a group of storms coming together no. and causing a no, super, didn't. what we call a super storm no, you said, uh, to occur you said on the of Green- island of Manhattan. You said all of Greenland would Well, up, and I, I of did Boston happen to say it might be that Greenland melted. All of it. So there'd be no ice left on Greenland. That was your prediction. It did not happen earlier than you said. It is impolite for you to start having that
3: sort of memory. (laughs) That is kind of what he wanted. The other part about that is, if that is what you predicted, isn't it really stupid to spend $10 trillion to solve it? If it is really a temporary localized flood of one island, isn't it, I don't know, dumb? To try to reverse the climate? To and the answer
2: of that is, yes. of course, yes. yes. So, 888 beck You know, maybe we can get uh, Supreme Court Justice Judy to uh, do something about this. Uh, to maybe put a moratorium on climate change uh, nonsense. Does she have that power? Yeah, she does. Okay. As a Supreme Court Justice, mm-hmm. she does have that power. Uh, there's a report from the American Council of Trustees and Alumni. that claims uh, almost 10% of all college graduates... Think that Judge Judy, you know, she's on TV. She is. I think she is, she has like the number one daytime. Doctrine. Yeah, she's been on television for a long time. A long time. No, she yeah. makes a she's f- and in some cash. Seriously successful. I mean, you don't you don't even realize how successful Judge <laughs> no. freaking Judy is. She makes something. If I'm not mistaken, we saw a statistic a while ago or, or on on her salary. It's like forty million a year. Or Forty-seven
0: something. million a year. Yeah.
2: Think of that. Is that true?
3: Forty-seven yeah. million a year. That
2: syndication Golly.
0: is huge. Good I mean, she's on syndicated everywhere,
3: million a year, um, and she works. She does all the shows for the entire year in 52 days, so she makes nine hundred thousand dollars a day.
2: That's not bad. You can make ends meet on that. Jeffy, could
3: you could you, do you get into that area financially?
0: Think of that. She makes. Oh, for, I, first of all, that working that 52 days in a row like that—that's hard. No,
3: it's not in a row. It's just throughout the
0: year. She works oh. one day a week essentially. That's hard. You can't expect. Judge Judy. No wonder she makes that much.
2: Money. Makes about 20 times in a day what most people make in a year. <laughs> 20 times the average American's yearly salary she makes in one and you know, day. And
0: look, God bless her for it. Uh, you know what
3: I say to that? Yeah. Good I mean, God her. bless her for it. Mm, good for, for her. her. Heck yes. I mean, that's, but she's not a Supreme Court justice. Oh, yeah, I will say this. That is, the, b- <laughs> is the problem. Judge Judy. People. Uh, isn't it weird? Like, I don't know if you guys have these moments, but there are just elements of culture. That I completely don't understand. And Judge Judy, look, I—that's one of them. For I, me. I don't. I, don't I get cannot it fathom I as to why, why she would make forty-seven million dollars a year. Neither. Now, look, I, that's not to say she heck? has a bad show, but it's like, are that many people are watching that show? Like yeah. to me, it's so—I don't know anyone who's. I mean, I, I've seen it before, so I can't say I've never watched it. But like, the last time I probably saw a moment of that show was probably 10, 15 years ago. Really? Has it been on that long? I think so. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I mean, I, I can't, I put it this way, I can't remember ever seeing it, although, like, generally speaking, I feel like I, I have, you know, like, it's just like, one of, maybe I've seen clips of it, I don't know. But the bottom line is, like, I don't know anyone who watches that show, and yet she's making $50 million mean, dollars a year.
2: There's no one in my circle of people who watches Judge right. Judy. Uh, nobody has ever said,
3: hey, Pat, did you see what Judge Judy said? Right. But like, no. and it's like, there's other things, like you know, the Kardashians, for example. I'm not, a, I don't not watch the Kardashians, but I, I, I understand, like, I understand there's an element of culture that does. I understand. Mm-hmm. I know people talk about it. I know people. Just do people talk about Judge Judy? Like, I, is there is there like a, an ongoing thing going on where people are like, oh, did you see what Judge Judge Judy did yesterday? It's amazing what she did. Like, <laughs> I, I've never heard anyone say anything like that. And she makes fifty million dollars a year. That's awesome.
0: It's, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, she's on it's every. Amazing. I mean, every uh, waiting room of a firestone. That stone. is true. Every yeah, waiting room of a firestone. That's <laughs> Fire I mean, across America, yeah, no, they've got, what that's saying, what yeah. that's what they have on. They have. You know, they have uh, game shows, Judge Judy, and, and you I, just sit there and wait for your car to get done offices. and watch Judge Judy saying, "Yeah, you, you owe them $50. <laughs> That's true. Is that like, that is it targeted
3: at like, you know, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a daytime television show. What time is it air? Like 3 or 4 o'clock? Maybe? Well,
0: whatever. I mean, it's the, the, whatever like the network it's syndication. syndicated it. Yeah, but I mean, like, mean,
3: generally definitely. speaking, yeah. 3 o'clock. Qu- late morning, I think, something like that. So, <clears throat> late morning? Okay. So it's, 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 so it's targeted maybe at stay-at-home right. moms or, or people who are... Definitely. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, maybe, I, I mean, uh, like, I don't know, the like, but like, soap operas, for example, I've never been into soap operas either, but I know there's a culture in which a lot of people watched them, yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, especially back, like, when I was a kid, I remember my grandparents and my aunt watching them, being into it every day, they'd watch it, every, like, they'd record it on their VCR and watch it every single night, all gotta my watch children the, watch in the general stories. hospital, gotta watch yeah. it, like, I understand, I, I don't know, Another the, world. what is the world, I, like, what is the person who watches Judge Judy?
2: Like sands through the hourglass. So, so are, are the, the days, days of, of our, our lives. Yeah, you, this, and you, yes, can, right, like you, can, you can understand that the Judge Judy thing is more difficult. So you awarded her $75 because he used her car and didn't fill up the gas tank and, and it cost her <laughs> a day of her waitressing, including tips. So he has to pay her $75. Why is that interesting to people? I, I I don't know. I can't watch it frankly. Triple 727 Beck, but bless her heart, man. Almost 50 million a year. More patents do coming up. Wow, 1996. It's been on for 20 years. Wow. That's amazing. It's patents too. This is kind of fun from Gizmodo. Uh, five actual products that got their names from dystopian science fiction. It's, this is uh, kind of fun. Like Soylent. As in Soylent, Soylent Green, Green mm-hmm. obviously. The 1973 movie Soylent Green follows a detective of the future, uh, Charles, uh, uh, Ch- Charles Heston, um, who stumbles upon the secret to how the government is solving the wor- world's food crisis. Because there's too many people, we can't feed them all. It uh, was a big issue in 1973. Everybody thought, oh, my gosh, we're gonna, there's population o- overkill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, can't feed, we can't possibly feed all the, all the people in the world. There's, do you know that there's more than 2 billion people on this planet? Well, now there's seven, and we're feeding them better than we ever have. But this was all the rage back then. Oddly enough, there's a, now a food substitute product named Soylent that's become a cult hit. Uh, in in the in the programmer crowd, what is the programmer crowd? <laughs> I don't know. I saw that. I don't, I don't know. know what that is. I don't know what the programmer crowd. Um, Soylent Green in the film obviously is made of people, um, so I
3: don't know why you would want to name your real life product after it. I mean, I think it's kind of kitschy. Uh, you know, kind of like uh, it's kind of funny. ironic. Yeah, because yeah. the, the product, <clears throat> if I remember right, is the one where like it's not. It's just the exact nutrients you need or something. So, like, it doesn't taste... They don't even to try to make it taste good. It's just, like, fuel. Yeah. You know? So, yep. I don't know. Uh, Soma, uh, the uh, Brave New World, described, 1931, of course, described a bleak f- future where everyone was doped up on a fictional drug called Soma. Mm. 1959, Americans helped blur the line between fantasy and reality when the FDA approved a muscle relaxant called, uh, I don't know, something, but the brand name was Soma. And so uh, there, it was a real drug that helped numb your body.
0: Yeah, one bad. Mm. What? What? So, I'm I'm sorry. Were you t- weren't you talking about Salmas? I was sorry. Yeah. About-
2: <laughs> oh. uh, then there's Skynet. Speaking of the ter- Terminator, uh, the Terminator movies, the NSA actually has, uh, has or did have a program called Skynet. In the in the movies, Skynet is the computer network that becomes self-aware, tries to destroy humanity by setting off nuclear weapons and coordinating an army of robots. The NSA's version is a little more humble in that it uses metadata to make connections between people that it deems suspicious. It's not quite ready <laughs> to take over the world. You know, I actually didn't mm-hmm. know that they really called it Skynet. I didn't, I didn't know that either. I, I remember people saying you that. You know, I don't yeah. want the government <laughs> spy agency to be
3: ironic like that. No, yeah, no, that, that's, no. Not, that's funny for a product. It's not funny <laughs> for the government. Not at all. Um, the word robot uh, seems like it's been around forever, but it was actually coined in 1921. It comes from a Czech playwright. Play tells the story of humanoid machines that eventually stage an uprising against their human masters. And they were called robots. And now, look mm. at this. We have, and we
2: have robots. And look at that. Margaritaville, back in 1977, just an innocent Jimmy Buffett song. No, nobody imagined that Margaritaville was a dark wor- uh, work of dystopian fiction that warned of horrifying days ahead. Um, days of lost possessions, bloody feet. And a mystery about who's to blame? Well, today those haunting lyrics have been turned into a chain of over 30 Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville restaurants spanning the globe. Nobody uh, is more successful, I don't think, at being really crappy than Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> hey, no, those burgers at Margaritaville you? are pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs>
3: What's that? Those burgers at
0: Margaritaville <laughs> yeah, I've eaten are
2: there pretty before. good. I've eaten are they? You've yeah. eaten food. at a Margaritaville? Yeah,
3: there's one in uh, Pennsylvania near our house for a while.
0: I think it closed yeah, down, yeah. but it was yeah, no, it, no, I think it was still open. Was it, it was still there. open? I, I yeah, yeah. went there a couple times, remember? It was it But was, the uh, the one right. uh, at Universal in, in Orlando? I mean, that, Yeah. that's good. It's good. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we I mean, better than you know, the hot So you've
2: wasted away. Add Martin. I have wasted away in searching for your log shaker of Assault. salt. Yeah, I know.
3: Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? A log shaker? It lost lost shaker? Lost
2: shaker. Uh, of
0: salt.
3: Okay.
2: Lost shaker of salt. Yeah. Searching for my log, log shaker.
0: shaker. Log of it was lost, of so searching for it. That's <laughs> kind of
3: how, how I That's that <laughs> one together. that <laughs> um, <all right>, uh, <laughs> The worst business decisions ever made. We teased this yesterday. Um, uh, so let's go through them. Western Union. Uh, fast way to send money around the world, uh, but the company mm-hmm. first gained its fortunes in the 19th century with its telegram service. When Alexander Graham Bell patented the first telephone in 19- 1876, he went to, uh, wanted to cash in on his idea and sold, uh, sold it to Communications King Western Union. Bell asked for $100,000, a fortune at the time, and the company didn't bite. Western Union execs Mm. couldn't envision a world in which people would ditch the handy telegram for expensive, (laughs) brainy-sounding telephones that didn't work over long distances. Uh, Kind of a mistake there, as House Networks points out. uh, When Bell's uh, telephone caught fire with the public, Western Union's uh, hired rival inventors, including Thomas Edison, to design a better version. Bell sued Western Union for patent infringement. They mm. yeah, probably, uh, you know, there's some, it's hard to see these things coming, I suppose. But you know, in retrospect, it looks pretty bad to say, ah, the telephone? Yeah, you don't need it. <laughs> of course, now we're getting back to a point where we don't use it anymore. <laughs> now it's all texting and yeah. email and everything else.
2: It's really true. Um, without an accurate search engine like Google, web portals like AOL and Excite categorized the early Internet by subject and posted the day's news and weather. Uh, incredibly, it's what Excite is still doing. Imagine, then, how different life would be for Excite and for all of us if Excite had purchased Google back in 1999. They were offered Google for $750,000. Not $750 million or $750 billion, as it would probably be worth today. Oh, my gosh. $750,000. Google founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin, um, first offered to sell their their technology ex, uh, to Excite for a million, dropped the price even further when they showed no interest. They still didn't want it. Is that a, that's absolutely mind-boggling. That's true.
3: Yeah, Google today worth 360 billion dollars. And that's probably wow. just the 360. Yeah, billion. That, I you know it's more than that. And that's and 360, if I'm not mistaken, less than 750. Uh, so <laughs> yes, that's
2: true. But one's billion and one's thousand.
3: Wait, but so. what does that matter? That's just semantics. <laughs> the, the number is higher. Uh, and uh, NBC and CBS were approached uh, with the idea of a Monday Night Football, yeah. this little idea where you play a stupid football game on Monday Who night. Who would
2: want to watch football on Monday night? But networks didn't want to lose their They're audiences for the Doris Day show and laughing. No, because
3: right. look how well those are still doing. Yeah. <laughs> the today. president of ABC Sports, however, saw the potential Jeez, the of turning a Doris conventional Day football show. game into a primetime spectacle. Uh, Ruin Aldridge, of course, uh, doubled the amount of cameras used during the games, flashy graphics, yep. uh, three man broadcasting team included, of course, Howard Cosell. Brilliant. Uh, and if you might uh, know, you of, might notice kind of a big deal. OJ Simpson. Was he the first one? He was on the first team. I guess so. Huh. Uh, he was
2: one of the first. I, I remember OJ, you know, doing some of the games. OJ was not good at uh,
3: broadcasting. He wound up not being good. actually because um, he was a big-time football player, was a broadcaster, but actually wound up being known for something else later on. Uh, like what? Juice?
0: Yeah, he did Her- Hertz commercials running through right. the that's airport. Right. That's what and, it was. Uh, Hertz was Hertz actually in the Naked yeah. Gun the series. Oh right. yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, superstar from those movies.
3: And he was in
2: Capricorn One.
3: There you
0: go. Terrific right? actor. Mm-hmm.
2: Terrific actor.
3: Um, I don't know what else he want up doing. We should look at it. Would you do one of those where are they nows?
0: Because he
2: probably well, wound, should, up, I mean, I'm sure he wound up doing Jews something. Probably
0: a businessman or something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably. He, I think he still goes by that moniker of uh, if you can do it, it ain't bragging. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. I
3: didn't know that was a thing. All right. Uh, back is the phone number. Right We're back with more nonsense in just a moment. Because that's what we do. It's, uh, oh, wait. Confusing? He also broke
2: the NFL single season record for double murders. Really? Are you yeah. Of that? Yeah. Yeah, on I would that. Actually you did. He did. I think the 2012 <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals man. <family. laughs>
3: Uh, every once in a while, we you know we, we go are on the internet a lot, um, the intranets, and we see stupid stuff that makes us laugh. And occasionally, we like to bring it to the show because I don't know that's what we do here when we come up. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday when Jeffy and I were doing the show about how like now people. Do what we do for a living, Pat. Because
0: you've done this. First. I thought it was a great
3: observation. Actually, I thought about that a lot uh, last night and this morning. Thank you. Let me run up by Pat here for a second. Yeah, how long have you done radio? When did you get into it? When I was seventeen. Seventeen. So, so a while. Hundred years. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> over ten years. Right. And since you got into radio, you have spent your entire life as a broadcaster. And in that job as a broadcaster, you wind up essentially living your life where everything you do. It may or may not be part of a show. Like You're thinking about your life in a different way. You're thinking about, Mm -hmm. how am I going to use this to entertain people when I go back to work? And you're doing a 24-hour-a-day job. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was thinking that essentially that's what social media is. Everyone now holds that job. Everyone thinks about these things all the time. Yeah, Um, that's true. How are they going to bring it to to, uh, their audience, which might be 60 people, uh, but it's—they're doing a little show for everyone, um, and it's—it's it's weird that now everyone has adopted that same broadcaster mindset, yeah. mm-hmm. where like you're constantly thinking about how to turn your life into content. It's a weird thing. I can't use that story anymore. It only got two likes. Right. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking about this as, as I was going on the internet and reading some random story that someone had sent me, and thinking, "Oh, we need to turn this into content. It's really stupid, but I love this. <laughs> uh, 25 shops whose name uh, names riff on classic movies." So here you go. Look, look at some of these. These are so stupid, but I really it made me laugh. Uh, Planet of the Grapes. See
2: that's instead of Planet of the. The age.
3: Age, right? Exactly, <laughs> Pat. You're getting it. Uh, and then you got next up mm-hmm. is uh, Tequila Mockingbird. Nice. I oh, see because
2: th- there's that's really a good. movie Killa. that's to kill. Yeah. Thank to you. To kill a uh, Mockingbird. Are you
0: are you seeing where this is going, Pat? Yeah. yeah, yeah seeing these? I think okay. I'm getting it.
3: Next up,
2: uh, starting to get an
0: Got up.
3: Uh, what is that one? Tsunami. Titanic.
2: Oh, Titanic. (laughs) Titanic. Get it? Because there's a Titanic. But that's Thai as in Thailand or Thai food. That's good. good. And actually, Thai
3: food, did you know this, comes from Thailand.
2: Uh, uh, here's I a did.
3: Jurassic Pork. <laughs> it does. <trip. laughs>
2: it's funny that that one that's, is a. That's funny. That's, that's funny,
3: and f- that's, that's funny. almost
2: copyright infringement. That sure I'm is. is that's pretty close, been sued. man. Yeah. And uh, that's, look at it,
3: because they used the logo there. That one so. was a uh, food truck, and also one of Jeffy's websites. Uh, here's a frying. Thank you. Frying Nemo. <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to help promote Jeffy. Frying Nemo. Now that one's actually just sad. That's a good one. I mean sad poor, poor Nemo. <laughs> So so that, but that's instead of finding Nino. Yes, know. it is. It is. Oh, my God. How about this one? India Jones. <laughs> it's Indian food. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Uh, next up, uh, Indiana Bones. The people have the same idea on that oh, one. Right? Yeah. Now, there's this a place around here. I wonder if it's going to... as well.
0: What's that? That's actually one of my websites as well, but we'll move
3: on. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah, Temple of Groom. Good pick up there as well. Uh, facial Attraction. See, that's different than Fatal Attraction, which was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love these. Uh, next up, uh, Life of Pi, which was I think the new movie was actually Life of Pi, but it B-I- was spelled
2: differently, yes. though, because <laughs> the, it was Pi Pi. I like Pi, and that wasn't the Pi that is the mathematical, you know, three point one four, 4 thing. That was a guy named Pi Pi. Yeah.
3: Um, by the way, so. uh, where's the Pi? We just talked about Pi. Right? We don't have
2: Just pie.
3: mentioned it. Um, oh Fiddler my. on the Tooth.
2: <laughs> See, instead of Roof. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so.
3: yeah, well, next. Uh, specs in the City? I don't, I don't know. Nice. I don't even know what that one is. Sex in the City. Well, I mean, and I know it's Sex in the City, but Specs. Glasses. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's, I, That's I, S-P-E-X didn't strike me as that, but uh, Happy Grillmore. See, because Happy Gilmore was a movie, and you would like to grill more, and it makes you happy. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, And Next up, uh, Lord of the Fries. (laughs) See, like, those are going to be good good. fries. I would go to Lord of the Fries. I will say that. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. And uh, Jean-Claude Van Man. Nice. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, Okay, next up. Uh, Austin Flowers. See, instead of nice. Austin Powers. That one could just be a flower place in Austin, though, i got to say. Could be, yes. Yeah. And that yeah. one may or may not so. be a parody of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> so <laughs> what you're saying is this is Peter virtually Pan, this is endless. It really is. Virtually have endless possibilities.
3: Any more? Pub Fiction. <laughs> that one's a little bit of a stretch, but I'll th- I'll take it. uh. Sherlock Holmes, S U A R E L O C K, for a locksmith. That's a, nice. that's a solid name. Sherlock that
0: Holmes, that's Sherlock solid. Holmes, that is good. That's a really good one. It's a nice auto,
2: too. And they used a cool car that
3: would sort of yeah. fit in
2: with the, move, with yes, the show. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's, good. A, that's a good one. Yeah.
3: Uh, Award winners? Award winners, I guess. Instead of winners. Okay, winners. It's not uh-huh. really a movie title, but no. I'll take it. Um, the Codfather. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's, a, that's almost a copyright infringement too, the way they have it written. Yeah. yeah. Citizen Canine Nine. <laughs> that's right.
3: I, I like that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Stupid. There's that's a place around funny. here uh, called. Uh, it's a sandwich shop called Bread Zeppelin. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, that's it. like the. That's not a
1: movie it's though. That a movie, that's it's a, it's a band. Yeah. Or, yeah. There
2: was once a band yeah. that was called, the bread bread called Bread Zeppelin.